Hi, I'm Dr. Akiva Down. And I'm Rabbi Avi Green. And welcome to Interesting Questions. In this podcast, we'll be addressing issues that are philosophical, religious, and psychological in nature, and exploring some of the deeper questions as we go into Season 2. We will be focusing on that which is considered to be controversial, and there may not be a right or wrong answer. So we are hoping that our discussions will yield more questions for your Shabbos table. Shavua Tov, and welcome back to Interesting Questions. We are finishing up Perik Bet of Pirkei Avot with Mishnah Chaf Aleph, Mishnah 21. Hu haya Omer, he would say, he referring to Rabbi Tarfon, lo alecha hamlacha ligmor, it is not up to you to finish the task, velo ata ben chorin lehibatel mimena, and yet you are not free to ignore it or remove yourself from it. Im limadata Torah harbei, if you learned a great deal of Torah, no nimlecha sachar harbei, they will give you a great deal of reward. V'neeman hu baal malachtecha, and believe in your uh, employer, that he will pay you the wage that you have earned, and be aware that the giving of the reward of the tzaddikim will be in the time to come. So Avi, right off the bat... Rabbi Tarfon kind of said the same thing twice, at least in regards to having a great reward for extensive learning. Uh, why, why are we saying the same thing twice here? Well, it's possible that on the one hand, he said it two different times, and they wanted to record both. It's also possible that he was expanding in the second upon the first. So if we went back to what we talked about last week with uh, Mishnah Chaf, and Rabbi Tarfon said that the day is short and the work is great and the, and the laborers are lazy and there's a great wage to be paid and the master of the house is, is pushing, here is, he's saying... Don't worry, it's also not your responsibility to finish it. Sometimes the work seems so great that you're like, what's the point of even getting started? And so he begins by saying, don't worry if you can't finish it. At least do the part you can do. right? And in fact, when we talk about Torah, we often say there, there is no way to finish it. There's no way to learn everything. When I sit down and I meet with teachers to plan out curriculum, and they go, but there's all these things I want to cover. I say, you can't teach the whole Torah, certainly not in one school year. So figure out what it is you want them to know, and make sure you teach that well. Worry less about covering material, and more about focusing in on what it is you want them to get out of it. What connections do you want them to make to the learning that they're doing? What skills do you want them to have from the the material that they're learning and then 
you also have to say that just because it is a great amount of work doesn't mean you can say, well, I'll leave it for somebody else. And he seems to move away from the analogy for a second to say, Im Torah harbe. If you learned a great deal of Torah, nonim harbe. They will give you a great deal of reward. And I'm not clear who the they is. Because if you're talking about the worker, then the employer, who is Hashem, is paying you. But if it's notnim and it's plural, we wouldn't talk about Hashem in the plural, we would talk about Hashem in the singular. And so the notnim may refer to people as a whole. Um, And perhaps he's suggesting that the reward you get will be from those around you, not just from Hashem. So Akiva, one of the things that it talks about here is that the reward will be in the future. And I'm hoping you can speak to us a little bit about delayed gratification and this idea of saying our reward is in l'atid lavo, in, in the future time to come, whether that's olam haba or just later this year. Um, and how does that how does that incentivize or de-incentivize people? So it reminds me of they they did this study on kids way back when when you could still study kids, and um, they basically would take kids in a room and and put a marshmallow in front of them and say, Oh, uh, yes, the famous marshmallow test." Yes, yes, one of the ones that we look back on and say was not a terrible thing to have done to a child. Um, but for those who are unfamiliar with, they would have the kids sit with the marshmallow and they would say, you can eat this now, or if when I return in five minutes, ten minutes, fifteen minutes, whatever, you could have two marshmallows. And they would study which kids would be able to, you know, wait, and I I think most of them could not wait, uh, and chose the one marshmallow. And so... But the students who did wait, or the, the children who did wait, right, they've done longitudinal studies on them, as far as I'm aware, and they found that those were people who were more successful later in life in the sense that they were able to delay their gratification. Well, and that brings to the next piece, that the difference with instant gratification versus delayed gratification uh, is huge, right? So we... As a people, we need some kind of reward. There has to be a carrot. We don't do things if there isn't a carrot. And I think that's what is is clearly being taught in these, certainly these last three Mishnayot of, uh, you know, probably more than that, but at least the last three of, don't worry, there's a reward for your hard work. And, and I think this kind of gets the idea of, you might not see it yet. Uh, which is kind of an interesting juxtaposition to you'll get paid every day uh, to, you know, well, no, maybe not every day, maybe maybe in the world to come. I I suppose that part of this, as you said when we first started, maybe this is a more detailed look from what the last Mishnah brought about, because it does go into more detail. It says, you know, it goes from the, you know, there's a lot of work to, Oh, uh, you know, yeah, there's a lot of work, but don't worry, you, you just have to start, you don't have to finish. And uh, there's a great reward, but 
you know, some of you are not going to get that reward in this life. And, and I think that's the, that's the big challenge with what this is bringing about. And the truth is, is that delayed gratification, the risk is you may not have that gratification. There's this great older song. Um, it's called Enjoy Yourself. It's later than you think. And for the life of me, I don't know who was the original singer because there are a number of different versions that all were about the same time. I know it wasn't Pepsi. It was used as a Pepsi commercial at some point, but it, was, it wasn't Pepsi. But <clears throat> it basically, the idea is to, you know, you work and work and work, and you say, you know, tomorrow I'll have fun, tomorrow I'll have fun, and at some point you, you die before you get tomorrow. And I guess maybe that's where we separated out here, because while, we, while we've talked about the fact that learning Torah is not child's play, so to speak. It's not easy. It's not, um, it's not something that you do in your leisure time like you read a novel. But at the same time, it should be enjoyable. And I think that's an important thing. And maybe that's a piece to, to take home from this as well, to add in some of that instant gratification. Right. In fact, well, Avi, this is this is the last Mishnah for this parak, and so essentially we're we're making a siyum, and in and of itself, that's a that's a small reward, that's a small exciting feat. It's an acknowledgement of hey, you did something. Now, of course, we can look to the next page and see oh, there's more. Uh, we're not finished with our job. We're not finished with our work, and at the same time. We get a little bit of a, a pat on the back, a yashikoch, so to speak. It is, it is appropriate to celebrate. By the way, just for the record, it appears that Guy Lombardo was the first one to sing it, but it was also done by Doris Day. Um, and, and moment of truth, did you ever do the marshmallow test with your kids? No, no, but... Um, I did, one of my three, but I'm not saying which one. One of the three passed. I've done other experiments with my kids, but uh, not the marshmallow test. Um. <laughs> I did. I did the 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 uh, object permanence. Mm. That's also one of the ones that that isn't isn't too uh, too terrible. I was chastised in the very beginning because I was fascinated by the uh, yeah the newborn reflexes that go to and disappear, and I was chastised by a certain wife of mine who told me to stop experimenting on the children. Um, but, uh, so, so, I mean, we've, we've mentioned a lot about Olam Haba, and, and I kind of mentioned last time about how when we look to our text, it's a, a newer, right? As, as I've said, nothing is all that new, but it's a newer idea in Judaism. Olam Haba and this whole Mashiach uh, component. Is that simply because people were not getting their reward for all of their time served during their lifetime? Or tell us more about that. So the idea of Olam Haba really comes up later in Pirkei Avot, in the fourth chapter, 
where we talk about um, the world to come. Here it refers to the atid lavo, um, the future time to come, which is a, really a synonym. And this was something that was coming out of this point, um, really the time of the Mishnah, from the conflict between the Prushim and the Tzedukim, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, um, the Prushim, the Pharisees believed that there was a world to come, whereas, generally speaking, the Tzedukim, the Sadducees, believed that um, when your body was gone, your soul was also gone. Um, and so the, the Pharisees would talk about Tchiat HaMetim, the, the reanimation of the dead, um, at the time when Moshiach would come. And so that concept, which I think has become very uh, normative within Judaism at this point, um, really began at that time with the idea that, yes, the body and the soul are tied, but even when the body passes, the soul continues, and that the body will return to reunite with the soul at a later date when those mitzvot can be done, can be continued. Well, isn't that one of the 13 principles? I believe in the coming of the Mashiach? Certainly, I believe in the coming of Mashiach is one of the 13 principles. So yes, both a belief in the arrival of Mashiach and a belief in the resurrection of the dead are part of the Maimadidean 13 principles, although there are other core principles as presented by other rabbis throughout time, um, which may be slightly different. So Akiva, at this point we want to thank those who have been faithful listeners as we've been working on Pirkei Avot, and wish them Mazel Tov on this Siyum, along with us. Um, but we've realized we've been moving at a pace that, that may not be quite as sustainable. And so the thought was that maybe we pick up the pace as we head surely into the season leading up to Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, um, as we've been beginning seasons shortly after uh, Simchas Torah, and so maybe doing a few more Mishnayot each recording um, in the hopes of, of aiming to finish Pirkei Avot by the, by the time Simchas Torah comes around uh, and picking up a new season then. Anything you want to add? Well, I think we also, uh, you know, we... As we've mentioned, uh, this is all about constant growth and constant learning. And so we, as podcasters, which I suppose two seasons into it, almost, we can... Two, two years, seven yeah, seasons. Yes, yes. Uh, we can almost call ourselves that. Uh, and so what we'd like to do is we'd also like to try and start changing it up a bit and see... What, what everybody wants to be hearing and what everybody likes to listen to, whether... And, and please, feel free to email us on that dusty email that I think uh, we've maybe never gotten an email on. Um, but, uh, and that email is, Avi? 
The email's in the show notes and also at the end. It's iqdiscuss at gmail.com. Yes, and so what what we like is is to figure out what does everybody want to hear? Would they would they prefer when we use text? Do they like when we come up with a topic and go from there? Do they like when we just ramble along about things that don't make any sense? Uh, but in the meantime, your question for on your Shabbos table is, what is it that you have to celebrate? What do you have that you have able to been achieving and receiving instant gratification for versus maybe something that took a little while and, and required some delayed gratification. And in either case, what are the next steps and next stages of that that you wish to continue upon? Thank you for listening. If you'd like to reach us, you can reach us at iqdiscuss@gmail.com. at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you and responding.